awesome origin. It's blazing battles. Spotlight on wildfire. You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 71, One-Shot Hero, a Spotlight on Wildfire. Welcome to episode 71. I am Paul French, and today I am Brunch Boy. So we, 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 did, we did the Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day brunch uh, today, and we found out. We found out that that is the secret hiding place of all the people with newborns. They, <laughs> they're, going, they're going to the same, same place for brunch that, you know, at that time of the day. And, uh, you know, because we went early. And uh, normally that would be like a sort of a 10, 30, 11 o'clock thing. But we were like, it's 9 o'clock. Do you think they're open yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, how things have changed. <laughs> but the cool thing was, then then, Jan, Jan actually wanted to go to the comic store. And I'm thinking, wow, this is awesome. And uh, so we got there and, um, and the it's guy... It's a trap! That's what I yeah, thought. It's a trap. It's a total trap. And uh, and so we get there and uh, and we start talking uh, board games because uh, you know we we love we love our games and stuff and uh, and he, the guy ended up uh, with the, there was this one we were looking at called um, Tobago and uh, mm-hmm. very similar to uh, to like a Sellers of Catan kind of thing and so he's like well you know what it's slow why don't I show you guys the game so we sat there and played the game with him and then it was like yeah we're we're gonna buy this it was it was really really cool. <laughs> so it was it was a good day. So then we came back here and uh, and just kind of hung out and uh, played played some more games. And uh, yes, an excellent day all in all. That is kosher. I am Darren Noel, and I am Muppet Boy today because I have been sitting here trying to finish my comics inventory project and watching and listening to the Muppets. I've been retroing. It's it's fabulous. Awesome. The Muppets can take away most problems. So. It's a good thing. There's a lot of great stuff in that first season too. <laughs> ben Vereen, oh, totally. Ben Vereen, <laughs> right Vereen. now. Yeah, he's going. He's going off. I don't know who's next, but I guess my favorite one in this season would be Rita Moreno. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> I gotta find the "Hey You Guys" sound drop again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, put that on there. A lot of people don't give her props, but she was one of the few actresses who has won all four major awards. She won a Granny, a Tony, an Emmy, and a uh, an Oscar. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Oh, that's so right. That is your gay trivia. That's your gay trivia for the day, kids. Don't say it. I liked her on Oz. Well, there you go. What was that? What was that term he came up with, Paul? Do you remember? Which what? The Tracy Jordan on Thirty Rock. The term he came up with. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. But he had the big bling. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, that's right. Your kids in the TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm Matt Kramer, and today I will be a comedy kid. So next Saturday, we are going to see Patton Oswalt here in Milwaukee. And nice. It's going to be a good time. Whoop, whoop. And through the <laughs> through timing and being it. In the e-club and just logging in at the right time, we've got front row seats and didn't have to pay more than just regular ticket price. Connection kid strikes again. <laughs> and that's not even a yeah, connection. what's up with that? 
it's just luck. <laughs> uh-huh. Matt, oh, was, oh, next, next is Phyllis Diller, by the way. For those, all right. It was an egot. Oh, egot. That's EGOT. right. EGOT. <laughs> yeah, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Egot. Egot. Ow. Uh, my name's Scott Coles, and tonight, apparently, I am Skype falls off boy. We're having a heck of a time. <laughs> just, just tonight. <laughs> well, that, tonight was unusual. Like that was a whole bunch in a row. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, I blame Twitter. At least you're, it's Valentine's Day, so if you're not penis falls off, boy, that'd be tragic. So. Snap. We got our uh, uh, Valentine's out of the way on Friday, so I've had. We're back. <laughs> <sighs> See, you start you you start down that road, and uh, and everything yep. just goes to hell. If if it's not Skype falling <laughs> off, if it's not Skype falling off, it's the it's the sound quality going to hell. <laughs> we just can't win. Wow, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get to the to the book at hand, um, what do we got in the way of Legion news? Legion news. We got some bits and pieces. Well, we- yeah, we do have a, some bits and pieces. We have a cover. Yes. Now, a lot of talk about that cover, and um, and I don't mean the fact that everyone's like, oh, but the ring's upside down. I don't know. I love that everyone went right to that. Wasn't that hilarious? It's like, it's like <laughs> really? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe when they put the ring on, they're like, hey, look at that owl. That's awesome. I love looking at that thing without yeah. having to twist my arm all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or maybe it's just, you know, hey, that's the way it was. It was dark, man. It's dark in that clubhouse. <laughs> plus, that, plus, that way, when you jack a dude in the face, the L's the right, the right way up. See? There you go. There you go. The, the, the ring L and the Green Lantern <laughs> icon at the same yeah. place on some guy's, yeah. some guy's cheek. That means he had a very bad day. I want it all crooked and stuff. <laughs> So, but they, so of course it's it's uh, it shows that the cover for Legion One uh, shows us a, a hand. We don't know whose hand. Hmm. Clearly <laughs> a male hand. So so that yeah. so so that's going to narrow down uh, to a certain degree who ends up with the ring because we know that it landed on Earth. We know from act, from Adventure One that uh, that it, that it's a Legionnaire that got it. So it's a yeah. question of who. Yeah. And. Um, and so, so yeah, so we've got the, the Green Lantern ring. Smart marketing move as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to launch a new title. Let's, um, let's play up the, uh, the, the Green Lantern connection a little bit. It's nothing new. You know, we've seen it uh, several times over, over the last number of years. In fact, um, right after, you know, Great Darkness is really when we started seeing it. And um, so no surprise that they're going to kind of Let's 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 bring people in with that, and then see if they stay for the rest of the club. That's one of the things I always wondered about the Legion is that, you know, you have all these um, mystic artifacts or you know super technology things that are bound to still be around. Doctor Fate's helmet, the Green Lantern yeah. rings, all that oh, yeah. stuff. And I always wondered why you know the Legion didn't. Why it never it. came up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, where's Doctor Fate's helmet in Legion time? It's gotta be somewhere, you know. And and actually, uh, we'll we'll sort of see it in um in uh, you know in a handful of issues, um, sort of, sort of. And technically, when the original books were coming out, Doctor Fate was on Earth too, and the Legion was kind of uh, 
Uh, there was sort of that's true. One yeah, that yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's one ish. Ish. Yeah. Well, a possible Earth One future. Yes. Well, no. At the time, they were very much. Earth, well, yeah, the pocket universe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, but I mean, you know, originally <laughs> and certainly around the time period that we're going to start talking about as we as we get into, uh, um, you know, as we sort of ease ourselves into that that um, second Levitz era, um, you know, that they were definitely they were definitely of earth one at that point right and uh but i think a lot of that stems back further and i think it stems back to the old weisinger days um the uh the the characters and sort of their ownership as it were their editorial ownership was was definitely very territorial it departmentalized. Yeah, and and you know, and they they crossed over when it was arranged, or they crossed over in the uh, in the Justice League. And if you mm-hmm. look at like really yeah. early Justice League stuff, you know the the characters are very they behave very differently than they did in their other books because it was under a different editorial direction, and that's probably a big part of why a lot of these guys were very ter- very territorial, and right. no one was more territorial than Mort Weisinger. Mm-hmm. And um, and, makes I, sense. and I think to a lot of these guys that was hard to break out of. Um, you know, when Mort was gone, and uh, you know Julie Schwartz took over a lot of his stuff, but you know that 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 was probably very ingrained. Well, the Legion never really you know met like any Atlanteans or Amazons, and so it's hard to reconcile you know Aquaman and Wonder Woman with the future world. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, I think and those we, are like two huge races. You would think in the 30th century, they would know about Paradise Island and you, they would know about Atlantis being under the ocean, but you, but know, those you can sort yeah, of, you can sort percent. of say, Hey, they worry got about it. Destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> lots, well, lots of can happen between now and then. Hey, they found Brigadoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or Marzal, whatever you want to call it. Um, Marzal. but whatever, whatever, um, Oh my and, you god, same sex dancing on the Muppets. <laughs> they used to bring Chandler waltzing. I, I have to take a moment. Okay, moving on. <laughs> they they did have um a lot of talk at the time in, in a lot of the letter columns asking about, you know, when they were going to start to see some of that stuff. And so, you know, as as I mentioned, sort of a year from where we're starting, we would see um, some some action with the with the Green Lanterns, and uh, but before that, there you know we'd seen the Tornado Twins, mm-hmm. and that was yeah. a long time before that. Like that was and, still and we thought they were Flash's really long time descendants. <laughs> yeah, well, and, well, they, and, and they, they were. They were just fans of the Flash. Well, they yeah. were originally descendants. Like they were originally, you know, great. Well, great, they are great no matter what. Yeah, but. Not in that first story though. I just recently reread really? it. Oh, yeah, okay. they were they were just fans of the Flash originally. Oh, okay, huh? And then and then they got retconned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, I always thought they were descendants, and I, maybe that was maybe that was an uh, there was an earlier retcon. Then uh, maybe in Secrets they they I can't remember now. Hmm. Yeah, because I thought at some point they like even before they had been made his his kids. Um, that at some point before they had been, uh, they were supposed to be descendants, and then, and uh, obviously not from that first story, but yeah, hmm. cool. But but yeah, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, you know. In the early days, we would see people from the Superman line show up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, you know, we would see a great de- a great descendant uh-huh. of Mix Mixers Pedelec or Luthor. Um, yeah. 
but we but you know there was none of that with uh with anything outside of that you know there was there was um oh there was uh oh no but i'm th- you know i'm mixing it up because i'm thinking later on um when we saw the bat cave of course in uh, tensile for the defense oh. But that was much later, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, much, and so so there later. wasn't a lot of there there wasn't a lot of cross pollination there, and I think it was re- really kept separately, mainly because I think they wanted to be careful about, um, you know, spoiling uh, or, or writing themselves into a corner, which is kind of into funny corner, consi- yeah. considering the whole. Um, adult legion thing which was you know a huge corner that they'd written it themselves into for quite some time and mm-hmm. uh and so wow. it, it's kind of ironic for that <laughs> you know that was often given as a reason for not not including that stuff. Uh-huh. i guess maybe it's I kind of... <laughs> i was just re- i was just reading about the uh the tornado twins and according to the uh hyper hyperborea.org which is the flash website yeah they didn't appear after their first appearance in Adventure Comics 373 until the Legion of Superheroes number 17, which was the Earth no Gov kidding. issue. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. That you know, and that that, that, does, that does not surprise me. Really. But you know, now that that makes even more sense along with that whole idea of um, of keeping the the line separate, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is totally. is that is that they uh, and oh oh Laurel Kent was another one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all know how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, yes. When we get to that, all you're gonna have to like um, pull Robbie Williams' Millennium to play. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, just we'll, say it. Just say we'll, it. we'll we'll end off with Will Smith doing his Willennium. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and there goes dinner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so we had that. We had that first issue, and and uh, Yildere has been going crazy on uh, over on on the Twitter with uh, with with put posting sketches and just all kinds of great stuff. And um, really and looking it looks forward to fab. It. it looks fab. It really does. And um, so yeah, it's going to be some some pretty cool stuff. And um, you know, there's 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 a lot of people concerned about the whole you know Green Lantern thing, as I say, mixed with uh, with the Legion. But I re- I really think that if if people are worried that that uh, that Green Lantern is going to overrun the Legion, let's remember, <laughs> let's just think about where Levitz's uh, you know his where his allegiance really lies. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's smart. I think it's good business to include some of that, considering that's that that's the hot commodity. I think that makes a lot of sense, but. Even when he brought, when he would bring it in before, it was never sort of the, it was never the story. It was, you know, it was there. It was part of the story, but it was never uh-huh. everything, you know. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't see him going to a, uh, you know, oh, let's focus more on these Green Lanterns than on uh, on actual Legionnaires. I don't see <laughs> it happening. Yeah, that, that, I don't see that happening either. So I think we're safe there. It makes yeah. sense for them to have one, though. Totally. I, I I think that the Legionnaire Green Lantern is going to be Ultra Boy. Karate Kid. Oh. Bouncing <laughs> Boy. Because to have his <laughs> ultra powers, I mean, he's got to have a lot of willpower. Mm. Well, that is true. That is true. 
And and you know he he of all of them he's the most Hal Jordan like personality wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a very too. good point. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. But Ultra Boy's never been the smartest Legionnaire either. Much like Hal Jordan. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe, but I think Hal's a little brainier than Ultra Boy. Hal's know. played a lot brainier these days. Yeah, but then yeah. again, according to the beer bombs, he was playing dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. We'll have to see if that's true or not. It, it definitely looks like someone who's got a muscled up arm. So I yeah. just said bouncing is kind of a joke, but <laughs> I, I think it might be someone from Earth. Could be. Since it mm. went to Earth. So. I think it should be someone new. Yeah. Well, apparently someone with a Legion ring already, hmm. isn't it? Or well, are we talking about a brand new spanking character? You know. You know I mean, yeah, a brand new character. You think? I think so. Yeah, why not? Well, they're going to have to revise that constitution then, aren't they? <laughs> well, it depends on if they've already got something else going on. And, and and yeah, I mean, hey, he's rolled with punches yeah, I, before. I, I, right? as, I, I kind of view it as this, this person's either already a legionnaire or is going to be inducted as a legionnaire and has powers that the legionnaires consider a good thing. But then yeah. they're also going to be given the Green Lantern ring at some mm. point. Yeah, I don't think the Green Lantern th- ring is going to be the only thing that they bring into the table. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, unless it's so dumb yet, who could take Monel's place if necessary? Oh, uh, mm, there is that. Yeah, but why would why would Monel not be there? So. <laughs> Remember what Ooh. Paul said. <laughs> They're still figuring that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's face it. He's gonna be. A, he's definitely gonna be still in play in the twentieth century, at least through the um, uh, the War of the Superman. Yeah, we know that he's gonna be a part of the um, Brainiac and the Legion of Superheroes. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I don't think I don't think you know. I, I let's face it. Superman seven hundred is coming back. Is coming out. Um, May, yeah, like May, yeah. yeah. So what Superman, a coincidence, ben, huh? Yeah. And seven hundred and Wonder Woman six hundred are all coming out in May. Yeah. So right around that time. So so right around that time with 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 that coming out, like you know, that's when um, that is when Superman's going to make his return to uh, to his own pages. Uh, no doubt. You know, I mean that 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 makes a lot of sense. So so they're gonna you know they they're gonna start wrapping up the the current stories that they've got going on with uh, um, Nightwing and Flamebird and and with Monel and uh, and then you've got the War of the Supermen. We've seen from the from the solicits that they put out in um, or not the solicits but the teaser images that they put out in. Uh, um, in December, that the War of the Superman is going to involve uh, Monel, mm-hmm. and and now that's been somewhat revised to it is the Hundred Minutes War. The Hundred Minutes War is the War mm-hmm. of the Superman. Well, everyone's got super speed, so why wouldn't it be? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, so um, we know he's part of that. Um, I, I I know one of the things you're referring to, Darren, is the uh, is the Adventure Eleven uh, cover solicit. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, you know I, I I don't expect that it is a, a, a true memoriam. I think that I think that would be just too on the nose. Oh, totally. I, I think it's him going into the Phantom Zone, 
yeah. willingly. Yeah, absolutely. Not, because they, they've always had to re- resolve the problem with Monel is Superboy is a dick. <laughs> because he says, hey, I'm going to find a cure for you. And then a thousand years later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. yeah, they found a cure. Okay, so I don't have to. Okay, I'm just going to go <laughs> over here and uh, be with Lois. That's fine. You and, know, it and, just made Superboy look like a complete ass. So they have to fix that <laughs> He's somehow. a busy guy. He's a busy don't dude, be, man. He's at super speed. Come on. That general store getting robbed all the time. Jeez, he's he's got his hands full. <laughs> don't don't start with the general store there. Can't be doing no Black science. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, actually, it, while we're on the topic of Mono, did you just Mono. say science? Science. <laughs> okay, ah, there it is. You have to take a drink whenever Scott says science. So <laughs> Good God. I better get another mm. drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so we got we got actually there was a lot of talk on the. Um, on the website, Legion of Subs 2 podcasters.com, um, yeah. uh, comments on episode 70, uh, talking about Monel in particular. Mm-hmm. And Lil Connell, or, or as we call him, Lil mm-hmm. Connell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he said, mm-hmm. another dumb moment about Monel. He says, for the longest time, I've been trying to figure out what purpose Monel has in the past, and I think I figured it out. In the pre zero hour Legion, he's the one who seeded the worlds that, they, that became the United Planets. If Monel is going, <laughs> yeah, bump chicka, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> if Monel is going to be a part of the Brainiac slash War of the Superman storyline, it just struck me that Brainiac has access to several bottled cities from different parts of the universe. What if it is Monel's destiny to plant these bottled cities on different planets and become mm. quote unquote father of the United Planets of the future? I think that's a really good point, and I really think that's a big part of what's going on. Yeah, that's an excellent idea. Because the, there's been a lot of talk about the 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 and and there was something that looked on that on the statue on that um... <laughs> the four toed statue. No, yeah. be careful. Be careful. <laughs> on the, the on adventure, statue. yeah, the other statue, Darren. Yes, um, the one on Mono on the spoke monster. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so all they needed to do was get some lead. Um, oh. Damn it! There's lead in that ash. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it all makes sense. <laughs> but but because think about this, they just came out with a hardcover. Of of the Monel stories in in uh, yeah. in the current run of Superman, a Monel hardcover, like whoever expected that? Yeah, really. Right, his and mom. yeah, <laughs> his mom. She's so proud. <laughs> she's so proud. She's like, wow. I I always figured it'd be Altro. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and I think this is a really good point because I think one of the things they show in that solicit image, it looks like a bottled city that he's carrying. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that to me would make a lot of sense. So I, I I think that there's something to that because I think that you know having New Krypton sitting on the uh, you know on the equidistant uh, orbit of Earth, we know that's not lasting forever. Right. No. Right. That that is not going to be a new status quo. That is a that is a current quo, and and we know that something <laughs> is going quo. to happen there. And um, my quo alone. <laughs> you, you know, you they're just not going to have. They they've they've made the point of of you know the whole point of World of New Krypton is let's put a hundred thousand of these Kryptonians out there with superpowers, and we show why this guy is Superman and the fact that it has nothing to do with the powers. We get mm-hmm. that. You know, and that, and and so so they've made that point. So I think at, at this point it comes time to literally, you know, put put this all back in the bottle. 
<laughs> and uh, or move it to it's going to move somewhere else, and this is where we're going to get you know new Rokin or whatever it ends up being. Um, so I, th- I think there's I think there's something to be said for that. Well, there, but but to not leave that alone, like Zarius had. His doctoral thesis here, um, <laughs> and and I love this because I feel the same way about this. And I and you know people can go back to listen to like episode five and listen to our Legion of Three Worlds episodes. And I was talking about this kind of stuff then. Uh, he says I've been thinking about the whole Monel situation, and the equation is quite confusing. We have uh-huh. the pre-crisis Earth One version. Stopped to Krypton to ask for directions. Met Jor-El. <laughs> Got lost anyway, and much later, (laughs) met Superboy and was sent to the Phantom Zone for a thousand years, joined the original Legion, and then was retconned into the post-crisis inspiration of the Legion, but we didn't get to see the world seedings, if I remember correctly. And we kind of did. It was in that second annual, um, indirectly. You know, they kind of got into exactly how that all happened. Um, in, in that in uh, yeah, indirect seating, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> messy. Um, mm. <laughs> he says so. Now the the zero hour uh, slash reboot version. Now this version comes directly from Invasion, as the son of one of the Daxomite explorers was codenamed, and he ended up getting the codename Valor. Had a few adventures in a short lived title in which we actually saw the world seedings. Um, got caught. <laughs> got caught in the zero-hour reshuffling of characters, and after his own title folded, was sent into the quote-unquote buffer zone by the clone Superboy. And that's we touched on that in, in our, in, you know, way back when we did that fifth episode when we talked about Monel, And um, just the whole idea that, that he, you know, kind of came back sort of dazed after the events of, uh, of uh, End of an Era. Because Monel is the Legion's power girl. So there mm. you go. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's a great analogy. Um, okay, so then he was a reco- recovered a thousand years later, cured by the Reboot Legion, took the M apostrophe on L moniker, and uh, says, note that this guy met an adult Kal-El who, was n- who never was a Superboy. Three Boot Mon-El will be sent into the Phantom Zone by Superman, not Superboy, at some point in the near future. Uh, from his talk to the current Supergirl, it seems that he is the one running around in the current Superman titles. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets a bit murky because he was introduced around the time that they were playing with Monel showing up in uh, in the three boot series. Mm-hmm. It, 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 but it does get kind of murky there as, as to uh, as to how, how how he all fits in. So he says, as things are, it seems to me that reboot Monel and three boot Monel are the same guy at a different point in his life. Uh, never oh, mind careful, that he looks careful. Merging timelines, merging worlds. Oh, <laughs> can't do this. <laughs> never uh, mind that, that he looks uh, and acts younger in the three boots. Mm-hmm. You know that reboot Monel was even kind of he remembered the life of the original oh, Monel too. Exactly. See, and this is where it gets even more confusing because that that was what I maintained is that there weren't three different guys running around because it's one guy because the reboot guy he he came he showed up in Superboy dazed because he'd been through the whole thing in End of an Era. That was Valor, the Valor mm-hmm. that was supposed to go down the timeline. You know, we forget that the the difference is is that we've and we've got two timelines branching off here. Right. So, so it, it's the same guy. It's just that he went down two different paths. Mm. At, at first, we were talking alternate timelines, but as we know now, we're ta- we're, we we were talking alternate Earths, and that's that's really where it gets mixed up. 
Wow. That, when it was yeah. just when it was just a different timeline, you know, that that led to a different place. That was that was one thing, and that was easily reconciled. But, um, but once now, you got in, it's once a whole other can of <laughs> a whole a whole other kettle of fish, as it were. Um. So so I so yeah I. <laughs> I don't even the know. The timeline is skewed away. It must because... have been an incident at some point in the past. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to go read your Archie comics, you jughead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, someone just, they, they hit the bomb and everything went, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And actually everything I, did I, fade I, to white, so. <laughs> Do you want to hear the crackpot theory? Okay. Wow. My, my my crackpot theory is that the Kandorians actually are relocated to a red sun planet, and they wind up being stuck at the shrunk height, and they become Amiskians. Yeah. They're mine elves. Because <laughs> 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 that, that, that was a DC 1 million concept. The Daxamites and the Imskins had merged mm-hmm. after centuries and centuries and they were known as the mon elves oh god that's a grant morrison yeah concept. i was gonna say you know sometimes wow. sometimes morrison will just write any shit down <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that, awesome some of his stuff is good and some of it sticks to the wall and some of it you just go how high was he Exactly. So, so um, Lexarius, to continue his point, says, if this is true, he is he has spent two thousand years in the zone and counting. Mm. Either that, or we're missing a Monel. He says, I wonder if he will eventually join the Tempest Knights in the forty first century. That would set a record mm. for sure. If we um, ever see them, <laughs> Matthew yeah. Elmsley. Ch- we got to chi- find that chas- We got to find Cosmic Boy still. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, and and uh, Matthew uh, Elmsley uh, from never coming back. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, God. From the uh, Legion Abstract, Matthew uh, checked in and said, "He says, I know it's a mess. Maybe the best thing to do is not think about it." Agreed. <laughs> That's my theory. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, and and actually, he has um, he does have, uh, and this came out in August of two thousand seven on the Legion Abstract. Uh, but you can go over to our website, click on the comments for episode seventy, and you can just click on the link that he's put in there. Um, and it's uh, but on he did a thing on Legionnaires' uh, continuity notes regarding Monel, and um, you know just trying to help sort of sort it out. And and I think it's just the the waters have been muddied oh. since then. Yeah, um, oh. it's like Donna Troy, Donna Troy, Power Girl, Monel, done. Yeah, yeah. but 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 then. Lil Connell, he comes in. This was just um, just a couple hours ago, actually, uh, with mm. with a further wrinkle. Ah, that's Uh-oh. right. That's right. The mystery deepens. Uh, he says, "There's one you're missing: the SW6 Valor, right before zero hour, that replaces the Valor that dies at the hands of Glorith due to lead poisoning." He ends up seeding the worlds with the help of Wave Rider before being sent into the Phantom Zone again. So technically, in the Phantom Zone, we have about four different Largans. Number one, the SW6 clone of Largand sent by Wave Rider. Mm. Two, the reboot Largand sent by Connell. Three, the three-boot Largand sent by maybe Superman. And four the Legion Largan from the current 31st century sent by Clark. And that was in the Advent, uh, Action Comics Annual 10. It says, personally, I think the best fit is that there is only one Largan from different points in time. 
Um, now, now, just to, to back up from this for one second, I think what they're going to need is a, a <laughs> crisis on infinite monels. I, I, um, so he says, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. No, I know, no. I know. Uh, point number one, you know, War of the Superman. How about War of the Freaking Monels? Seriously. Um, he says, uh, number one, invasion occurs and Largan's father dies defending Earth. Daxum becomes more xenophobic and Largand jumps into a spaceship which takes him on a path to Earth. While on his path to Earth, he encounters and signs up to L-E-G-I-O-N before deciding to go to Earth again. On Earth, he encounters a variety of heroes and helps defeat Eclipso. Superman names him Valor after the Daxamite son. Valor goes into space again with his ship, are upgraded with an AI named Babbage. Yeah? Not ready to have him. We, did, we didn't hear anything you just no, said. I, I just said, uh, yeah, Superman name. Oh, really? Uh-oh. You're chopping up, bud. Yeah. Am I? You said Superman. I said just because Superman... You know, names you doesn't mean you automatically should take the name. It's like Monel's pet or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, how about sticking with the name that your mommy and daddy gave you? How about yeah, that? yeah. Well, well, come on. Let's face it. He did. You know, he did. Uh... In, in previous continuities get thrown into the Phantom Zone by this guy, I think it's pretty clear that mon is totally Superman's bitch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He needs a collar. All right, so he, and, and it's funny because what he says here is with his ship upgraded with an AI named Babbage. Of course, when I first read it, I read oh. it as, as with an owl named Babbage. And, you know, thinking <laughs> of Quantum Leap. And anyway, <laughs> either way it works. Uh, point number four, when the events of Zero Hour occur, Valor is lead poisoned by Glorith and is replaced by the SW6 Valor, a temporal a temporal duplicate that vaguely remembers the Legion. With the help of Wave Rider, he writes a bunch of problems with the timeline before being shot back through time in Babbage. Number five, Largand reappears on Earth where he meets a younger Clark Kent. Now this is the Action Ten um, or Action Annual Ten bit. Uh, where he meets a younger Clark Kent. With his lead poisoning killing him, Clark puts him and later his ship into the Phantom Zone. In number six, uh, Largand and Babbage reappear and attack Connell. Before, because of his lead poisoning, Largand mm-hmm. is set in, sent into an ad hoc Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. And that would have been the Begutzel uh, bu- buffer zone. Um, Largan, number seven, Largan stays in the Phantom Zone and encounters Superman on a few occasions before emerging in the 21st century where the events of New Krypton take place. Eventually, Lar goes back to the Phantom Zone, cementing his legacy from the 21st century. Number eight, Brainiac 5 brings Lar back into the future. Largan takes the name, M apostrophe on L, and I'm just saying that just mm-hmm. because no one's going to catch mm-hmm. the inflection. Um, yeah. As as he and he vaguely remembers his internment in in the Phantom Zone. He has many adventures with this Legion before being shuffled into time, where he ends up fighting alongside the Legion in Legion of Three Worlds. He ends up going into the Void with his fellow Legionnaires, eventually getting displaced into the Phantom Zone and emerging into the Earth Prime Legion. Mm-hmm. He emerges amnesic again, and fights Karazor Al before being shuffled back into the Phantom Zone again. <laughs> yeah. The um, Phantom Zone shuffle. Woo-hoo. Number 10, Lara eventually finds himself on the New Earth Future, released by Phantom Girl and serving as a Legionnaire. He falls in love with Shadowlass and fights until he is trapped again into the Phantom Zone by a xenophobic EarthGov. Eventually, Phantom Girl finds him and brings him to the current 31st century. He says, There you go. 
<laughs> one largand oh. in ten easy, complicated steps. Wow. <laughs> Dang. You know, and it's wow. probably true. And, you know, and, and it's funny. It's like, um, you know, if, 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 if Paul thinks that it's going to be tough to figure out what's going on with, with Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if he's if he said to uh, to to uh, to uh, James Robinson, how about you fix him a little bit first before you give him back to me, huh? Can't you just kill him at the end of your run? That would be great for me, right? <laughs> yeah, that would take care of so much problems. Make yeah. him dead for me, please. Oh man, yeah. So so I I just thought that was I thought it was a, a you know, and this is what I really love is when we get this kind of uh, back and forth where where yeah. you know I mean these these are you know some really just some great ideas um and and really thinking you know thinking deep about the characters and um and crazy always always and a ju- lot of fun just the crazy continuity that they are oh. you know, dealing with right now absolutely mm. and and you know and it's it's just it's the way that, that the continuity kind of you know latches on and 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 there's other feedback but we'll, we'll get to that later because we're already like 40 minutes in <laughs> um, well that's okay hey, hey paul how much have you had to drink tonight um Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) I have a stump the subs from Avalon, lad. Someone has answered my call to stump you for a change. Outstanding! I hope you're ready because I think we're gonna have to give Avalon lad some swag. (laughs) I'm thinking so. (laughs) All right, let's give it a try. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. Original Legion. Oh, gee. Apart from Superman, Superboy, which member of the Justice League traveled to the 30th century and joined a Legion? Wow. Hmm. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. This is a very good question. This is an extremely good question. Oh, man. So. Could you repeat? Yeah. Sure. Apart from Superman, Superboy, which member of the Justice League traveled to the 30th century and joined a Legion? A Legion. That's a strange. Legion. It's very strange word. Oh, that yes, that is. Oh man. So, but this is original <laughs> Legion. So this has got to yeah, be yeah. like prior to zero hour. So we're talking. Oh, it's pri- it's prior to zero hour. Hmm. <laughs> a legion. Okay, a so we're talking legion. Justice League members. Okay, so yes. um I can take out um <laughs> looking at you running into the list of Justice League members in your head. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's totally what I'm doing. So so you know, Green Arrow and Black Canary are out. Um, oh way out. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm also I'm similarly going to take the uh, the hawks off the table, mm-hmm. um, and the atom, because uh, when he was let, let me let me give you a hint here, okay? Because it's real it's really um, post satellite era Justice League. Mm. Oh oh. Well, it's got to be vibe. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah. I want the vibe Tyrock one shot, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, errors in diversity. <laughs> uh, that'd be so sweet. Um, Commander Steel. Commander Steel? Or Steel. Oh, Steel? Yeah. Um, no. No? No. Dr. Fate. Uh, the answer is... <laughs> Dr. Fate, please. <laughs> the answer is Blue Jay. Blue Jay? In Justice League, in Justice League Europe Annual Number 2, Armageddon 2001. Oh, good lord. Blue Jay was... Blue Jay was accidentally transported into the middle of Legion tryout set during the late Hamilton years when Garth had a metal arm. That's Not impressed right. with a, quote, shrinking violet with wings candidate, That's he was right. sent on his way. However, Polar Boy was hanging around with the invitation and Blue Jay became a member of the Legion of Substitute Heroes. I remember wow. that. That's right. No, now oh. that you say it, I totally remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Everyone and it's funny because that's, that's probably – it's probably the issue. Like I've I've reread the Armageddon two thousand one series a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but but that that issue because it because it, it was kind of messy because that was around when they were like oh we we just got screwed we're gonna have to change the story and um, yeah. and so yeah. so <laughs> Captain Adam what oh. yeah yeah and uh, but that's right I, I do remember that okay okay reboot time good one reboot good question good question seriously yeah, very good question who is Carrie Wren. And I'll spell it for you. The first name is C-A-R-Y. And the last name is W-R-E-N. I know. I know know this one. (laughs) It's a very strange question. So is that like the real name of the Legionnaire? I... Yeah, and 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 it's um, oh god, can't I've, say that for sure. No, see, my my first my f- first thought that it was that it was um, uh, I was thinking of of Thunder because she's like nope. CC some or whatever. Like she's she basically is named for for CC Beck. She, she mm-hmm. yep, she yeah. Her name is CC Beck. So yep, yeah, her name is CC C E C E. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. No, this one is she's Green Lantern. Yep, that's right. Yep. And but specifically, was it, uh, who is she? Was it? But wasn't she like tied to Car- Kyle Rayner somehow? Yeah, like she was she his future Rayner's descendant. Congratulations, <laughs> you're on. Nice wow. job. I figured that it's, one would have gotten. Oh, no, it's only because I I, I picked up that issue. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> it was only the, because of that. That was the uh, right around Green Lantern 100. Yeah, because because we oh. you, I remember Matt was talking about this when he was doing his reread. So, so I, I yes, that's. Thank goodness, because awesome <laughs> job, Paul. Well, we got to do the three boot one. So you ready? Yeah. Pressure's Before off. She, yeah, pressure's off. So, before she died, Dream Girl made a brief visit to the future. Who did she appear in front of? Mm. Who did she appear in front of? Mm-hmm. <sighs> she made it. Wait. Okay. So she. So to the further further future. Then. Yeah. Um. I have no idea. The answer is Phantom Girl and Batman. Batman's visit to the thirty first century and Brave and the Bold. Oh uh, yeah. Things from the past appearing out of them. Dream Girl dead by that time was one of them. Yeah. Wow. Good. So there you go. Good, awesome good, questions. Good. Seriously. 
Well series. done, Sorry, Avalon lad. Well done. You guys are going to have to send me some more really good questions to stump Paul because apparently he knows his Green Lanterns in the 31st Okay, I, I, I totally fluked. And, 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 you know, and it's between reading the issue recently and, of course, <laughs> oh. the whole idea of, of Green Lanterns involved in the Legion and all the talk that's been going on with that. That's the only and, – and honestly, the name Ren actually threw me at first, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Very well done. Indeed. Wow. Cool. Cool. I, I was I was getting a little worried there because that first question was just like, damn. Huh? <laughs> and and three boot stuff. It is definitely an Achilles heel for me because most of those issues I read, you know, like like talk original Legion mm-hmm. and I I read and reread that stuff. Mm-hmm. When you talk about three boot. You read it I, once and put it I re- away. I read it yep. once. Yeah. And so uh, so I, that that's much more difficult. Speaking of speaking of the three boot, I just wrapped up my Archie read uh, last week and nice. I was reading reading the Le- Titans Legion special and mm-hmm. in that uh, in that preview story for the three boot Legion mm-hmm. it, it it sets up right from the beginning that they're from Earth Prime really That's wild pretty much <laughs> right, pretty much right from the beginning because there there's a it it centers around a, a a young fan of the legion and he is uh, reading reading comics and treating them as if they were history of the the earth he was living on oh yeah 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 you know and <laughs> and like, it's funny it's like it was right there all along it was right yeah. there from the very beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's awesome. that's neat because I mean that's that's really something that uh, that they, you know, that Mark Wade mm. he'd set it up as as sort of something that just seemed like a bit of a conceit and sort of a jokey thing, but but it's it, you know it was like when when it was actually revealed, and of course we had already talked about the the possibility of that for for a while after uh, after Matthew had brought it up on one of our episodes, um, but you know it was it was just one of those things like to to actually see it in print it was just wow yes that's mm-hmm. so cool. And, uh, you know, and it really took me back to a lot of the old things where they used to cross over to Earth Prime and they would, you know, run into Carrie Bates and Julie Schwartz and, uh, <laughs> and all those guys. And uh, I miss Julie. Mm-hmm. He was always a great guy to talk to at the cons. Wow. Oh, cool. Yes, I never had a chance to meet him myself, but uh, oh, really? Uh, he was great. Read, you know, always loved a lot of the stuff that that, uh, that he was involved with. So. So anyway, um, yeah, Legion, Legion stuff, um, Legion comic. Um, <laughs> all right, so so we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, into the second Levitt's run, and uh, that of course starts at two eighty four. But we can't, you know, it's this is a favorite issue of mine, and so that's kind of why mm. we're getting into this. Is uh, is uh, is number two eighty three, um, so this is cover date of January nineteen eighty two. 82. So, um, yeah, so I would have, I would have bought this when I was about 11 or 12 and, uh, cause I, I didn't get it when it, when it was on the newsstands. I got it uh, a while later and, um, yeah. Wow. So, uh, don't worry. There, there's a cartoon ad. It's all good. Um, and Matt was a toddler. <laughs> seriously. I was, I, I, I was probably re, at least looking at comics by this time. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was four when this came out. Oh, <laughs> stone Damn. him. 
Anyway. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so um, just a couple of notes here. So this is right before, right before that run. Now this this sort of followed out of the Jerry Conway run, and then uh, Jerry co-wrote a couple of issues with Roy Thomas, and then Roy took over for like three or four issues to to finish off the the uh, Reflecto story, and yeah. then he wrote, then he did this one. <laughs> Well, it had Man, to be done. I loved I loved that Reflecto story. <laughs> that's that's uh, going to be an interesting show when we talk about that one. <laughs> we'll have to bring Murray on because I know Murray dug, dug it as well. So, um, but uh, of course, Roy Thomas, uh, perhaps best known for uh, the Ring of Earth the Nibelung two. with uh, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I was going to say the, actually the the Ring of the Nibelung thing that he did with Gil Kane. Is well, that too crazy yeah. off the hook. Seriously, All Star Squadron, man, that's his. Yeah. Absolutely. Before that, he wrote for some other company and, um, well, basically he was the successor to Stan Lee as, as Stan became more involved in, uh, in the publishing side in of the things. Hucksterism. Yes. Mm. Um, Roy Thomas became the editor in chief. Um, and of course had already done a lot of, a lot of writing. So he was kind of the backup, uh, guy, you know, he wrote a lot of Avengers stuff, a lot of, you know, basically, there's very little in the Marvel universe that he that he didn't have his hands in. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, one of the big things that he worked on in the in the yeah. Barry Windsor Smith with Barry Windsor Smith. Seriously, he had a big Avengers run. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just just some amazing Space stuff. War. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, some some pretty amazing stuff that he did. Um, you know, and you get into uh, into the help that he had, the, the involvement that he had in uh, in the Invaders, which basically looked at some of the Marvel Universe heroes back during World War Two, which would serve him well when basically in the early eighties uh, he had a disagreement with Jim Shooter. <laughs> Who did? No, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't believe that would happen. Um, so, so. <laughs> it ain't so. So in 1981, he made a move over to D.C. And uh, basically, uh, he signed a three-year exclusive deal. You know, back when exclusive deals were not the norm back in those days. No, not at all. And, um, but basically, it was a writing and editing contract. And a lot of those guys that came over for Marvel, you know, Len Wein, Marv Wolfman, uh, you know, when they came over, uh, they were they were editing and writing titles. And... Um, and so, so it's probably the editing side of things that's why they were they were signed to an, to exclusives. At any rate, uh, he started scripting Wonder Woman, and uh, Gene Colan was the artist on that. I didn't realize that, uh, but that's when they did the that that big update on her costume. So From the uh, Golden uh, Eagle to the W's. Exactly, and. Um, and of course, uh, going back to his, uh, you know, his his obvious love of uh, sword and sorcery with with Conan, he created Arax, son of thunder. Yeah. And um, and of course, Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. Awesome. Uh, I love <laughs> Captain exactly. Carrot. But then it gets even better because, of course, Roy grew up a huge JSA fan, and mm-hmm. um, so he. Uh, Got to revive them in uh, in Justice League of America one ninety three, and then uh, got to do the All Star Squadron, and uh, so these were again set in World War Two. So as I said, that stuff from the Invaders uh, served him well. So he was do- dealing with Earth Two, 
with the Justice Society during uh, during World War Two, and um, and so of course some of the high profile heroes, of course, you know Hawkman, um, the Atom, the you know you you would see from time to time uh, the Earth Two Superman and uh, Batman and that sort of thing, uh, but mainly he was focused on on some other characters like Liberty Bell, Johnny Quick, mm. the Shining Knight, Robot Man, Firebrand, the Tarant- the Tarantula. And Neptune Perkins. I love that they kind of throw in Neptune Perkins because, you know, he was key to all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, Liberty Bell, look at Liberty Bell and Johnny Quick. And, I mean, we're still seeing that that, that legacy play out now. Yeah, and and people did not remember who they were at that time, wow. you know. And so, uh, so of course, then um, uh, the main, one of the – after Rich Buckler finished up his run on uh, on All Star Squadron, uh, Jerry Ordway was was the artist, and then they went off to uh, to launch Infinity Inc., which I've mentioned many times how much I love that that book, um, and um, and then of course um, he actually then he went back to Marvel for a bit, but uh, but so in between there, you know, he was he was writing a bit of everything, and. Um, you know, because basically Shooter had left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, Shooter had left on. and the crisis had occurred. Yeah, because let's so, face okay. it, nobody, you know, I mean, as much as people said uh, to, to Paul Levitz, you know, hey, you know, just remember what we're doing here. This is going to really mess with your book. Um, you know, Roy Roy had to, uh, to um, send the uh, Justice Society off to Valhalla uh, for, for several years. And yeah. Just anyway, so yeah, he kind of got screwed over too, and he had to find all these little continuity band aids um, in Infinity Inc. Mm-hmm. to uh, to make that stuff work, and um, and mm-hmm. so Infinity Inc. came to an end in 1989, and he yeah, and the and the uh, and some of the some of that stuff it got pretty messy, and then of course he created the new the uh, the Young All Stars too backfill a lot of that stuff yeah the the pocket universe was simple compared in comparison to... absolutely. Uh, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. And the, the pencils are by Howard Bender, who actually hasn't worked in uh, in comics in in quite some time. But he had done, he used to do a lot of, um, uh, well, gosh, he, he used to do a lot of stuff for Marvel, a lot of stuff for DC. You know, you'd see him on on a lot of fill in type stuff. I, I I can't think of too many regular titles that he was on, but he'd also done some work uh, on in with Archie Comics and um, and most notably uh, first publishing. He worked on Ghostbusters and Munden's Bar. Wow. So lots lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. And and actually this this would not be the last uh, Legion issue that he worked on either. So uh, Can I just say that this cover is the gaudiest, ugliest cover I've seen in a while? <laughs> the uh, the you know what the, the, the girl there. down at the lower is just like, what the hell? Those are some big eyes. That's exactly. like the color, all the different colors on. Like, why? I don't get it. You know what that is, and and this is the only thing I can think of is you know the the uh, the old Andy Warhol pop art things, where they have it like divided into quadrants and it's like the yeah. same picture in different yeah, I colors. I can see that. I can, I think that's what they're going for. I don't think it works. No, it does um, not work at all. You know, but. Um, and I don't even know if it would be that bad if with you know if it wasn't for the color scheme. But um, anyway. Yeah, actually, I really I think it is the the garish it's colors the, of it. The colors. Really, yeah, it's the nineteen eighties day glow color. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, but I think I think that's I think they're channeling the whole Warhol thing. I just don't think that it works. Um. 
All right, so this one is basically a, a background on, on one of my favorite Legionnaires, Wildfire. Um, Why? Uh-oh. Just, just curious. Uh, just all, you know, it was just, it's just because he was, he was really different from a lot of the other characters. It was the, the idea of him, you know, being, uh, you know, made out of energy. Um, it was just something you didn't see that often in comics at the time. And uh, there's and no Elu cool. yet. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But, but no, it was, it was an, it was, it was a fairly unique concept. And I remember when I first realized that that was the case, it was like reading, um, you know, some of the uh, sort of in the mid 250s um, and they would talk about uh, about him being, you know, made out of energy. And it was like, what? You know, it just just the whole idea sounded crazy to me. And then they reprinted that uh, this, the one shot hero story in one of the digests. And oh, uh, and we got that that basic story of uh, of, you know, this this guy who was made out of energy and he had that one superpower that he could only use once. And, and, it, and it was just kind of cool. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was neat. It was a, it was a, you know, a different costume. Although when you really look at it, so you know, it's like it's very much of its time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you know that. Is so so I think it probably seemed cooler to me then than you know than if I was picking up a book now and uh, and saw that costume. But that's I'm when gonna, it, I'm gonna go with yes because. I'm one of those people. <laughs> that's that's when it made the it made the impression on me. You know, this as I say, this issue came out when I was eleven. So, well, there's that. I suppose. Um, on the uh, so on the uh, first on the splash page, he is uh, basically. Um, it seems that he's battling against uh, these these costume use, which we've seen before in the Legion. I think we've talked about them briefly in the past. They're yeah. Lamprey, Nightwind, and Crystal Kid, and they're members of the Legion Academy. And, um, you know, I think the last time we saw them in these pages would have been uh, when Block joined the team. Um, I take it Crystal Kid wasn't always a white guy then. What do you the mean? Only, the only crystal kid I remember is he's he was like a white guy with uh, sort of crystal hair kind of thing. Yeah, they they've changed him over the time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he looks like Shadow Kid here. Yeah, yeah, right. and that's probably why they changed. Probably the change. why they changed him was he looked too much like Grav. So yeah, yeah and because Grav w- would be coming up pretty big in the n- not too long in this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So okay, so basically. It's pretty clear that this is a training, uh, a training mission. You know, he is the, um, he, you know, he's basically teaching at the academy and uh, and really giving these guys some some grief, and uh, and just kind of showing them. You know, you think you got what it takes. Maybe you do, maybe maybe you think you've got what it takes, but but fame costs, and right now <laughs> this is where you start paying. How's that, Darren? That's I busted, wonderful. Uh, you get two snaps up, baby. Huh? Huh? I, I busted out a fame <laughs> reference. Look at me. Um, he, you know, he, all of a sudden it turns out it's Debbie Man Allen in that. Should be worried. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so you know, he's all concerned that the wildfire tried and trick tried to trick him, and he says, "But you know, you think the Fatal Five wouldn't try to trick you?" Um, and and yes, what? Well, here we go. Bad pun. It's a dog eat dog star world out there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Um, so basically they go through this whole kind of, this whole training exercise and the, uh, the, the, the academy guys, they actually, you know, they, they kind of fight back and they, they make, they, they make some progress against him. So they think, and, um, 
and so so basically, you know, he's, he they try all this stuff, and they 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 they, they uh, end up hovering above the uh, above the planet, you know, just trying to you know when do we get to uh, to to uh, join the Legion, you know, or do we? And he says, you know, our tests are based on skill and cover and courage. You've got the bravery to go with your superpowers, but your skills could still use a bit of honing. And um, then the girls, they decide to, you know, they, they decide to, to hit on him. About? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, see if they can. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. delivering a pizza. <laughs> 20 minutes to death, ladies. <laughs> you you know he could just get a drink of water from the hose outside. That's right. <laughs> and uh, he kind of freaks out. Not only does he freak out, but he kind of sends them flying, and um, and and Lamprey almost uh, impales Ooh. herself on the top of a tower. Um, She's more comfortable underwater, so you know. apparently. <laughs> and uh, but it's okay because Wildfire realizes his mistake and he manages to save them. But they're like, kind of, hey, what's that all about? And. Um, so he tells the story and we think we you know we've we've seen some of the story this this happened back was it 198 or was it 198 the original one or 195 anyway um, 195 195 okay so that was the original that was the original one shot hero yeah. story uh with art by dave cockrum very Ooh. very cool and um and then we saw him come back in in issue 201 Yep, and um, and that's where he actually became wildfire. But you know, basically the um, the story back then, you know, it was a fairly common thing that they would do is to make the uh, make it seem like you know he was a um, he made it sound as though he was like you know a fully fledged um, astro engineer who uh, you know was was making all this who basically was in the, caught in an accident, um, but maybe that's not the case, and we'll get to that. So he starts telling the story. He was no Dr. Manhattan. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, now. Speaking of, yeah, that's what they were trying to do, getting to swing that blue thing around. Hey. <laughs> um, so um, he says, you know, it happened when I was just plain Drake Burroughs, not a hunk of living energy contained by an erg suit. Um, so they show him in a class. And now it seems that the lecture halls at Metropolis University in the 30th century um, are more like stadiums, and uh, but don't think that means that the uh, the le- the instructor doesn't know who everyone is, because in fact uh, he notices that uh, the Drake is really not paying a lot of intent a lot of attention. So um, in fact the uh, the the instructor asks to speak with him after uh, after class. Mm. So he says, you know, Drake, you've got a lot of potential as a future astro engineer, but you lack self discipline. And uh, so, you know, th- this really comes down to, hey, we need to we need to really get, you know, it's, you know, Roy Thomas came came from the Marvel world. Right. It's all about, you know, you got to got to find the flaw. You got to find the yep. flaw and play into that. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, anyway, so he says, I didn't even think you could hear me, Professor Voltan. And um, which makes me just think of um, <laughs> Flash Gordon. <laughs> So now I hear this guy's voice is Brian Blessed. Um, uh. So he says, is, is that your only criterion? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it turns out that really the only reason he's there is because he got a scholarship. You know, his, his parents died in government service. So, so you know, really, I'm not no. really in, into this whole thing. I don't want to – was – because he's not mentioned here. Was Squire made up by the beer bombs? 
His bro- his brother. Oh, oh um, God. I guess so. I who was the so. who was the purple wildfire <laughs> in the five year later? The purple uh, wildfire. Yeah, he's wildfire, but he's purple because <laughs> yeah. the dominators were doing. Yeah. Gen- he's not mentioned exams. here at all. As far I, as yeah, I don't great. think he was mentioned child, until then. So. Yeah, I think Red that becomes on. sort of a product of the of the modified timeline. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, on L say punch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so he's turning around and it turns out the girls, you know, this is the school to go to because they just no, wander yeah. around in bikinis. You know, none of this yeah. full on fight suit stuff. No, it is the future. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, her her bikini makes uh, Saturn girls um, <laughs> u- uniform at the time look positively uh, school yeah, marmish. The, the guys yeah. are all fully clothed and the women are walking around like refugees from a Buck Rogers episode. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> more like more like refugees from a Baywatch episode. <laughs> so um, she must anyways, do some pretty that. heavy trimming. That's for sure. Yeah. Look at that <laughs> side of action. Mm. <laughs> So um anyway uh he he knocked some bibliotapes out of out of her hands and um, bibliotapes I like that that's just, that's it's fun to say Now you've got me thinking of that rap they do at the end of community <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um so uh, it turns out she is the professor's daughter and a um, little bit, a uh, little bit of uh, of of a cold snap going on here. You know, it's uh, as Must he says, the bikini. She yeah, exactly. Just take Saturn girls' bikini. Yeah, a, yeah, exactly. His, this zero was straight out tundra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Um, Word, but that's okay because he he had a lady all his own. And uh, they would uh, they would do a bit of homework on primitive mating rituals. And uh, uh-huh. her name her name was Carrie. She was not a Green Lantern though, um, and it's spelled <laughs> differently. But but they, so they went out and they did their disco dancing on uh, on flying uh, Mister Miracle like um, <laughs> flight discs. I believe that's the frog. <laughs> the frog. <laughs> You're probably right. Probably. Um, Anyway, it turns out, yeah, they were they were uh, they 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 were very much in love, very much in love. These two, um, but it turns oh. out that oh yes, and they do refer directly to uh, Legion One Ninety Five or Superboy and Legion. I guess it was just Superboy at the time One Ninety Five. Yeah. Um, that um, he was not a quote unquote real astro engineer. He was in fact, you know, kind of kind of. Kind of trying to pull a wool over their their eyes, you know, sort of buffering up the uh, the uh, resume, as it were. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an intern. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it barely. And so he was clowning around. They got they were doing some routine work on uh, a propulsion system that the and this is what the university was in that far in the future, the multiversity. Uh-huh. Hello, Grant Morrison Project. Uh-huh. There you go. Um, and it turns out he was just clowning around, got kind of careless, a safety with a valve welding snapped, torch. with a welding <laughs> torch, with hooked up to mm-hmm. like uh, to to like an acetylene cylinder. <laughs> it looks like he's in Logan's Run. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I think he's doing the same dance there that he was doing the uh, disco. <laughs> the frog, yeah. yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah, he gets uh, he gets engulfed in Kirby Crackle. 
and oh, um, that can't be good. That it's can't hard to be wash good. out. Yeah, you get the Kirby crackle all over you. It's messy. Um, rinse, repeat. Mm-mm-mm. Make sure you put it in, in the, its own load, though, because that's just uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> gets yeah. into everything. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, um, so uh, so yeah, it turns out lethal blast, a lethal blast of antimatter energy, and he's completely engulfed, and it looks like death, <laughs> even total non-existence, seemed certain. Well. So all the all the uh, scientists come rushing around and they just see him there, just this pulsating mass of energy. And um, one of the one of the people from Cocoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so yeah, lots of Kirby, Kirby crackle going on. Everybody's sort of repelled away because they're made out of actual matter. And so he's thinking, you know, how can I survive like this? I'll, you know, and basically, you know, he's either going to destroy things or he's going to just dissipate into nothingness. So they put him in this big old test tube, and. Um, Professor Voltan and his daughter are the voices that he can hear, and um, and they're saying yes, some self containment. That's what that's what we need, and um, so yeah, they've got the erg suit, but uh, Zira seems she seems very much opposed to this idea. Uh, but the but the the professor is just you know there's no time. Uh, you know, will you assist me in this in this experiment as you have in so many others since your mother died? And she says, "Well, you know, I will, but I only hope you convince the authorities to hide the fact that boy was that the boy was alive at least for a while." Oh, I think we may have lost Scott. Oh, okay, no problem, no problem. Let's let's just fix that. <clears throat> Is Scotty gone? Oh, Scotty boy, mm. the pipes, the pipes are calling. <sighs> There we go. All right. So <laughs> there, Hello. He is. there he is. Hello. Welcome back. All right. So Skype. <laughs> Skype falls off, boy. You had to use your superpowers. Um, yeah. So it's she says, you know, basically we need time to see if the if the suit really works without people claiming that they've made a guinea pig of him. Oh, where are you going? Okay, there we go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So um so basically um they go to Carrie. And they and the professor says, well, actually, he never gets a chance to say anything, um, because you know, there's the you know, would the professor have gone with that uh, with that plan of of keeping this a secret or, or what? But she she just assumed that he was dead, and and off she goes mm-hmm. running. Um, that's quite an outfit she's wearing. It really is. Um, Crying girl in bikini. I'm thinking third. Base. All, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it seems like the the disco legionnaires. They were just wearing regular street clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we see uh, we see Drake's uh, antimatter Kirby crackle body, and we see the wildfire suit right next to it. And they're going to do the uh, bioenergy transference. Mm-hmm. And they show us, and we get a little cross section schematic of the suit. Science. And yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. We're gonna be drunk. Okay. Oh wait! Oh yeah! Damn, where'd I put it? So, um, I love the blueprints. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. All the little cutaway <laughs> views into the circuitry within the suit, so that we know that is this is not just a costume that he fills up. No, there's much more to it. So they transfer him over, and uh, all of a sudden he looks like Bouncing Boy, <laughs> and. Um, and uh, yes, it was basically it was it was kind of like a birth, essentially, because you know he, he utters that first inarticulate sound, and um, yeah, exactly. One. 
<laughs> and and starts bouncing all over the place. He's totally bouncing boy. Um and and Zira said, you know, Zira's saying, you know, the whole the the, the soup must hold. It must because they're worried that it's going to split up from all these impacts. Anyway, the uh, the professor's communicating with him, explaining to him how to bring the suit under control, and um, he lands downward, and uh, and and he's and basically it's the whole thing that where Zira is saying, you know, he's fortunate that you tried to uh, that you elected to save him with your erg suit, and uh, he says, I, I I hope he thinks so once he's recovered enough to truly think that is, and he's thinking mm. everything looks strange, and it turns out that the you know. Basically, you know, the, this isn't a voice that he has. It's the helmet that turns his thought processes into rational speech. So, of course, it, the voice sounds different. And um, probably sounds <laughs> something like this. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, "He says I, I sound different, and not like Drake Burrows anymore." And he says that you are not Drake Burrows anymore, not as you remember him. And the world thinks that Drake Burrows is dead. And. Um, He's been designated as Erg One, and he says, "I've been renamed after this outfit. You gotta change me back." And this is when he basically realizes that he's not human. And this, this, you know, this goes back to like uh, Roy Thomas writing about uh, the Vision, right? Um, and uh, so, yeah, he realizes that he's not human. And uh, if if tears welled up, they did so only in no, my no, soul. No. He's, I'm just a thing now. I'm. Not human. You have to drama it up, man, because he really. Well, we're all so proper here. He's Days of Our Lives action. You know what yeah. would be in there, right between not and human? Yeah. A good choke. old fashioned choke. Exactly. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah all right, he then can't. He can't choke anymore. He doesn't even have a digestive tract. Bummer. That's true. That's true. Oh my goodness. He can't even sob. Oh, the humanity or the lack thereof. <laughs> the gas. <laughs> the lack thereof, exactly. So they show. Yeah, they... If, if I'm Victor Stone and I'm reading this comic, I'm like, dude, I got off easy. <laughs> yeah, serious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, yeah, right around this time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wildfire, the man who can never choke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's his number? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. I so. did. That was just for you. <laughs> Set him up. Set him up. Okay. All right. So um, they show a two-page spread of basically training exercises. So he does the flying thing. He does the power burst that could melt metal. Um, he has artificial sight and hearing that matches Superboy's. However, he would end up losing those powers before too long. So they show him, yeah. you know, demonstrating X-ray vision. Um, expanding the energy in his erg suit and becoming as large as Colossal Boy or contracting the energy and becoming as tiny as Shrinking Violet. Yeah, and I never knew he could do all this stuff. Oh, well, very briefly. It was in that very, first story and that was pretty much yeah. yeah. That was in the first suit, the really good one, and then they just had prototype plans to go on from after that. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. They couldn't so, afford the real ones. They had to go with the Walmart versions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So ERG, for those who, who don't know, it stands for Energy Release Generator. Um, so he used to get used to this, and they should actually show him, you know, being able to pass through solid objects like Phantom Girl or <laughs> assume completing c- complete control over any element the way Chemical King could. Mm. Chemical um, King he, doesn't control elements. <laughs> anyway. He, he can pass an eye exam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And so he says, I don't have that superpower anymore. (laughs) He says, it was funny. Me, who never even became a real astro engineer using all that high priced equipment. Um, But he said that the greatest thrill for him was having Zira treat him not like a bag of energy, but like a man. And um, and they show Zira, you know, um, touching his his visor. You look like uh, a man. And he said, but there's still someone that he wouldn't forget. And uh, so so he basically says, you know, I got to go. I, I got to be my own man. And huh. um, and they're saying and she's saying, no, you can't. And he and uh, he says, no. And the father, you know, uh, Professor Voltan says, no, he's right. He's 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 got to you know do this and you're free to go. Zira is not so happy about this. And um, and so he goes off. He says, I'll be back when I've sorted out my own destiny. And uh, and so um, Voltan says says you look so sad, Zira. You must love him very much. And uh, so they're like, okay, so that's when you join the Legion. Cool. And he says, well, no, you know, there was other stuff going on, and that was the fact that he uh, he wanted to he still wanted to go back to uh, to carry. Things have changed, right? So he goes uh-huh. to the, he goes to their favorite lake in the park, and there she is in her bikini, and she turns and sees him and screams. She freaks out. So, um, yeah, so, so, and then, and then he mentions her name and she's like, you know, crazy stalker in a scuba suit. What the hell? Um, so she takes (laughs) off and he's all, he's all upset about it. Well, she goes running and, um, jumps in her hover car because flying cars, all the rage then. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, I want my flying car. Exactly. (laughs) Um, That's she, never going to happen. She so anyway, she she ends up um, uh, you know almost running into this uh, into like a, a hovering uh, basketball court. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Is there a guy That's out there safe. walking a dog? <laughs> How do the kids get up there? Are, are there people crossing the street with a plate glass window? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> So, so he he can see that she's about to she's gonna run into this thing and all those kids will be killed as well. So he uh-huh. uses a, a blast of energy because you know <laughs> he, he can he's got a light touch with it. No, nope, way too much. Kaboom. And kaboom! Exactly. And so he gets her out of the um, out of the the explosion, takes her to the hospital, and um, she's in a coma. And basically, the doctor says, you know, she may pull out of it, she may not. Really, Thanks he, for he that know. correct yeah. diagnosis. Yeah, big, big help, buddy. Um, and so he said it might take months, even years, for her to recover, even if she no. did it all. He's no Dr. Gimmel. He is no Dr. <laughs> Gimmel, exactly. So he says, what, whatever you do, son, don't blame yourself. You had to blast her car to save those other youngsters. And he says, but don't you see, Doc? It is my fault. If she hadn't been running for me, none of this would have happened. When she saw me, she thought I was a monster. And she was right. Heaven help me, she was right. She, <laughs> choke, was <laughs> choke right. Wow, double Drake choke. Is, yeah, Drake, Drake is chewing more scenery than Captain Kirk ever did. So. <laughs> uh, uh, karate Kid died in a West dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three times. So. <laughs> exactly. He's going all Christopher Walken up this bitch. So, so then we get and the. Uh, this is where we get the retelling of um, of one of issue one ninety five. Um, so basically, he tries to join the Legion. They say, you know, hey, you know, 
this isn't going to work. But the thing was, is, is it's interesting because now they've given him a different reason for why he wouldn't show off the power, the, the energy blast power. It was because that had been what led to Carrie's near death. Oh. And um, and so they give sort of more of a reason why he was saying no, I I can't show you that, and um, <laughs> it it turns out that yes, he's heard that you know he he kind of grieved for a while. You got to wonder what he was doing in the meantime, uh, but then he heard through the grapevine because apparently he was still kind of hanging out with the grapevine. I guess he was like checking you know checking uh, um, you know Carrie's mother's Twitter or something like that, and like just waiting <laughs> yeah, for an update, yeah, and. Um, so yeah, back. To, so so they they say yeah, you're not gonna make it. Uh, sorry, Urguan, you're we're afraid you're not Legion material. Under our rules, every member must possess a unique superpower all his own. And since you don't have such a power, and he says, I understand, Monel. He's crushed. So off he goes. <laughs> well, as it turns out, the Legionnaires were called to the agricultural planet of Mana Five, and. Um, he had he had decided for some reason on a crazy impulse to stow away on their cru- their cruiser, hoping for a chance to prove himself. Um, and this big old vacuum cleaner ends up. Um, it's a devourer that's consuming the Sucalux five thousand <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, Co- a colossal boy had been knocked out, and this thing starts sucking him up. And uh, he gets out there and he unleashes the power uh, the through power. his visor, like He's just this solid blast touch. of energy. Takes out the devourer, and of course, in that story, they did this whole dramatic thing with the legionnaires, you know, looking at him afterward, and you can mm-hmm. see it from their point of view. And like, we had no idea. He said he could only use it once. No wonder he didn't dare demonstrate the power before. And then they show the suit, and the suit is empty, and it's all just this little wrinkled suit on the on the ground. And uh, and, and then um, the bonehead legionnaires take the suit with them. Yeah. <laughs> So he can't get back in. <clears throat> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Not realizing how this all works. So, and of course, in, in issue two, 201, we actually saw this where, where they showed how he had made his way back in. And that was actually also the first appearance of Porcupine Pete and Infectious Lass, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, they were, they the were, mouth, master. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. They were applicants that were uh, trying out for the Legion at the same time as the Molecule Master. Or, and, um, it was the molecule master. It was never the molecular master, was it? No. That's, that's got to be a misprint. Yeah, I always remember it as the molecule master. Yeah. But... Molecule master. I don't know why it's molecular master. Yeah, here, but... yeah, exactly. So anyway, he uh, he goes in and there's a force field. Well, I guess field. he's past tense now that he's dead. So maybe. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> he's an ex-master. <laughs> so well, he Mar- was... Roy was from Marvel, so maybe he just didn't want it to sound too much like Molecule, molecule Man. man. I, it's, it's a good point. Um so he goes back and he's tried to get to the suit, but they've got a force field around it. Jerks. Bastards. Bastards. So he was going around and he en- he ended up finding out that uh, that the the uh, molecule man was a um, was an android and and he was basically like breathing out a poison gas. And what a legionnaire applicant was a robot. I know, I know, and 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 a, a traitor. <laughs> Uh-huh. Was he trying to join the team under false pretenses also? Oh, uh, good why, Lord. yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my God, triple drink. Jeez. Uh, good thing Dream Girl wasn't there. Exactly. And so oh, he was. I'm sure she was somewhere lying on a chaise lounge. You know. <laughs> <It was laughs> Doing her nails. Oh, man. Um... Bonbons. Violent <laughs> her nails. So. Um... Basically, the whole thing was that he'd been programmed to go in and steal the the miracle machine. Hmm. Um, so what happened is is um, 
you know, basically uh, Drake actually went into the Miracle Machine and used that to get himself into the Erg suit. And then he takes care of the uh, of of the of the Molecule Master. Um, you know, yeah. and 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 you I love. He would have used the Miracle Machine to just make him human again and move on, but okay. Hey, he's a hero, man. Yeah. Uh huh. And so, um, so basically, yeah, he uh, he takes out, and I love that shot of him just taking out the molecule master with with a boot blast, and yeah. um, and and that's funny. It's it's so funny because yeah, in issue two eighty one, he actually makes his reappearance, and this is in one of the deco penciled issues um, used by that ever tricky time trapper. Yeah, um, time trapper. He says, we've kept the miracle machine under lock, even closer lock and key since that day, knowing how another energy being might otherwise someday turn it against us. But not before I'd sucked even more power out of it, though. Oh, oh, cheaty. What the? Now. Oh, my. Of course, by this point, uh, you know, the miracle machine has been otherwise uh, otherwise digested. Yes. Um, And so he showed off his name, which is Arif Dilwa. Oh, Eric yeah. Dilwa. <laughs> yes. No, no, he's related to Zatanna. Come on. <laughs> oh. Yes, we, we, we're seeing it backwards because he's showing it to the Legionnaires. So, yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah. so he spells out his name with an energy blast. <laughs> apparently, he's gotten much better at using it. It's hmm. apparently very amazing. Look at, look at the moderator lad. He's uh, very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, everybody. You see that? Oh, good. It's not just me. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. I uh, thought it was something I ate. Um, <laughs> so, um, are fabulous, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Saturn Girl decides, you know, hey, Wildfire, well, if that suits our newest member, it suits us. And Timberwolf says, we owe him our lives. And, um, man, that. And I'm the best there is at what I do. Yeah. And had we known then what a pain in the ass he really was, we would have kicked him out the door. <laughs> he says, imagine my surprise when a second later I told them. He said, uh, basically, he said, I'm glad to be one of you, but i got to be alone for a little while, just the same. And they're like, yeah, that's okay. No problem. And so off he off he flies. You know, it's like, you know, don't you guys have like issues with people being possible, you know, traitors? No. <laughs> Never. No, not so much. They, um, they have uh, very... Very short memories. Blame, blame. <laughs> yes. What's her name from the Fortress Lad story? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he goes. He fl- he flies off, and he wants to visit the people who understood him best. That's right, Professor Voltan and Zira. So he goes back to the lab, and it, oh, you know that this is going to be a heartfelt reunion. <laughs> But mm-hmm. Zira it sees usually him. is at this point, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. The, Zira With the full sees house him. music in the background. Doo, doo, doo. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and he gets there, and Zira sees him, and um, and she's like, "You," and he says, "Don't act so surprised. I told you, uh, I told you and your father, I'd be back when I joined the Legion." Due to circumstances beyond my control, it just took me a year. That's all. Because mm. apparently time used to pass in real time, man. It was six issues and apparently a year. <laughs> but I think it was actually on a bi-monthly schedule at the time. I believe so, you are yeah. correct. Yes. Uh-huh. So he says, uh, where is your father anyway? I wanted to report some changes in me since. And she says, the Professor Voltan is dead. Choke. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I've been away. How did he... And she says, it's a wasting disease, Drake Burrows, or should I call you Erg One now? And he says, well, you know, actually, I've rechristened myself Wildfire. <laughs> hey, is there anything I can do? And she says, well, there is something. 
So she oh, takes him in to the <laughs> to the uh, to the monitor chair, or as he and refers to it, comfy chair. And and uh, now a is comfy chair. Could it could this line be any more Roy Thomas? The ever mirthful monitor chair. <laughs> um. So he says, I never, I never did understand just how that thing checked my health and progress before. It always seemed kind of strange, and I always felt a bit weak every time you examined me in it. Hmm. <laughs> it seems it's suspicious. the roofy chair. <laughs> it's the roofy chair. <laughs> oh, that's that's a very comfy chair. Hmm. The um, roofy recliner. <laughs> uh, so she says ah you know such things are to be expected so in he goes and he says well if it'll help to carry on uh, Professor Voltan's research uh, I'm in so he says maybe he should have paid a little more attention in class though because he might have seen what was coming so, so she's strapping him in tight and, and he says you'd be cutting off my circulation if I had any um, <laughs> so the question is, is how would he notice that then um he says, what gives? And she says, you do, Drake Burrows, your life. Dum, dum, dum. <sighs> and he says that classic uh, 70s, 80s uh, comic book line. What in blazes are you talking about, lady? What you talking about? Wiz? Yeah, that, that was total, that was originally what Gary Coleman's phrase was going to be on different strokes. What in blazes are you talking about? Wiz? <laughs> mm. um, and he says, I feel like the very life force is being pulled out of me. And she says, that's exactly what's happening. Murderer. Whoa. Yeah. And it turns out, now murderer might be too strong a phrase here. It was a waste, the wasting disease that her father died of. He was working on the erg suit to save his life. That's why he had this thing just lying around. Ah. So what, but basically he unselfishly gave it up to save your, uh, save Drake's life instead. You know, because it turns out Professor Voltan, totally a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. So what she used to do is she would siphon off just enough energy to keep him alive. But then, of course, he went away and he was gone for like a year. So, you know, the, without the extra energy, the professor died. So she's she's basically going to oh. uh, take all the energy. You're breaking up, Paul. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically, yeah. So so she's going to take all of the bioenergy out of uh, out of his suit. So there is nothing until there is nothing left. Nothing but a lifeless vacuum. Ooh. Yeah, and he says, "I came back because I cared for you, for your father. Is this what he would have wanted, Zira? Is it?" And she says, "No, <laughs> no, it isn't. Blast your human soul." Come, <laughs> <laughs> lady, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she shuts the thing down and says, "He was a gentleman, and he wouldn't want your death to be his last moment monument." And. Um, so he goes. So he's like, "Hey, you know, thanks for for seeing the light, you know." And he goes over and he puts a hand on her shoulder and she says, "Don't touch me! Don't ever touch me again." And um, and so basically, she says, "I know deep in my soul that it wasn't your fault he died, but I still couldn't bear to look at you again. So please, just go and let God forgive me for what I almost did, because I can't forgive myself." Oh. <laughs> She, she needs to relax. <laughs> she should watch some cartoons. Exactly. She needs some super zen. Oh, cartoons! And look, we have a diversion. Oh, I totally, I totally skipped the uh, the ad. I missed it. Okay, so here we go. The NBC Superstar Saturday Pow. Pow! Oh, this was my 
prime Saturday yep. morning. And you know, I can uh-huh. say pow because I, I picked up a, a pop filter this week, so I can say pow oh. without it totally blowing awesome. things out. Yeah. Um, I picked up wow. a pop filter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've got the Flintstone comedy show. That's right. Stone Age shenanigans with those bedrock buddies, Fred and Barney. <laughs> I never got up that early. Yeah, Seriously. me either. Well, then, then you missed the schmoo. Yeah, whatever. Well, anyway, Aww. then they had the Smurfs. The Smurfs didn't come on until 8, so. Yeah, the Smurfs were about the first I saw. Now, here we go. The Kids Super Power Hour with yes. Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, uh, I remember did. this. And and, and they had, so they, they had uh, the Hero High um, superheroes. So you had Captain California as the dude on the surfboard. Uh-huh. You had Glorious Gal. Mm-hmm. Um now they don't show him, but they also had Punk Rock, who was like a guy with a mohawk and a flying V <laughs> the guitar. Mohawk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh god, I can't remember the names of these other guys. That's okay. It's Misty Magic. Yep, Misty Magic. And oh my god. Uh, Dirty Trixie. Dirty Trixie. That's right. And uh, Reggie Rex. Rotten. Rex Rotten. Rex Rotten. But he. But you, the reason you said Reggie Rotten is because he is totally Reggie from the yeah, Archie comics. Basically, totally. Yeah. yeah. There is. Um, there's a guy who's the weatherman. Weatherman was a big fat guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's right. And uh, Bratman, the little kid who always have tantrums and like smash, have a tantrum on the ground and it's the pound on the ground and be all like, earthquakey and stuff. Oh my god! So cool. I, wow. Just <laughs> and wow. then of course they had the the Shazam cartoons, of course. In and there, so. yeah, and so it was like the whole Marvel family, and uh, okay. I, I remember that being a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually picked that up on DVD a little while back at the. Oh, it's on DVD. Cool. Yeah. But it's it's the Hero High parts of it, but okay. yeah, not the Shazam. It's, it's cut out all the Shazam parts for I guess. Aww. Uh, Aww, still, sucks. still, that'd be kind of neat. But it's still, got that's it's still, got the all the cartoons. Still, yeah, the Hero High stuff, and then some of the live action stuff in between. Oh yeah, they oh, actually had live action there. versions of them where they're doing yeah. their little uh, shtick. Oh yeah, uh, and they would and they would play and they would play a song. And yeah. I even remember I like I vividly remember some of the songs that they did, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Um, um, and of course, Cap- wasn't wasn't Captain California's power? He well, he surfed in on the air, and then he uh, he would smile at you and blind you with his blinding. <laughs> That's right, bright teeth. Yeah, yeah bright teeth. Yeah, how eighties mm-hmm. was that? Come on. Oh, totally, totally. Um, then then you had the space stars. So you had like Space Ghost. I love this show. And the Herculoids. Uh, yeah. This is where I was first exposed to Space Ghost. Oh, God, it was so good. It was so good. Teen Force and Astro in the Space Mutts. Yeah. yeah. You got to take, take the butt, the downers with the uppers. The yeah, yeah. Astro in the, the Space Mutts is not Force quite as good. Teen Force is kind of like the Legion in a way, though. Yeah, but not. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. I, I honestly don't. I have almost no memory of, the, of, T, of Teen really? Force. I remember that it was I, there. I don't remember ever seeing it. I vaguely remember uh, the uh, it is, space um, kid comets and Moleculad and oh, who's the girl Electra? Whatever. Electra is a telepath. Moleculad can change his molecular structure, and Kid Comet um, has is just speedy. Yeah, <laughs> speedy. Cool. Oh, Wait, no. he shoots arrows, <laughs> or 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 shoots heroin, or heroin. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they've kind of cured that problem for one arm with him, haven't they? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 too too soon. Wait, wait, too soon? <laughs> now he can probably just put the capsule right in a little compartment in his arm and it just goes oh, right. Like, 
God. Hey, speaking of which, Cry for Justice, fill-in artist, really? Cry oh, for yeah. Justice, what? You oh. know what? You've been saying that for ages, Scott, and I didn't. I and I just I didn't get when I why. See you, I'm going to have to kick your ass. I, I thought I thought it had everything to do with the fact that in the first couple of issues, everyone would just stop and say justice, just like you yell in science. But but then I, I had the issue sitting on the uh, on the on the the uh, counter the other day, and I and I looked around at it at it to uh, to pick up all my all of the stuff that I had sitting there, and I looked at it and it's like. That's why he says it's gay for justice, because it looks like it says that. <laughs> yeah, the logo totally looks like that. Anyway. Actually, I think it was somebody. Somebody said it on the message board. I want to say Caleb, but uh, somebody, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Somebody said it on the message board at one point, and I was just like, "Oh man, if it was called that, I would totally read it." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it it totally looks that, and, and and you know what? You're probably right. It was he was probably the first one who mentioned it, and uh, and, and I totally see it. You know, it's it's, it's right. It's there. not gay for justice though, because they killed Tasmanian devils. So, <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Well, that was the gay that had to be sacrificed for justice. Oh. Apparently, <laughs> which, which means we have zero active gay characters, uh, gay male characters in the DC right now. Yay! Because one of them's an egg. Anyway. Uh, well, we'll, we'll find out soon. What happened to him? Who? Extraño. Who? Extraño. Who? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we can go like the song like Yeah, exactly. I, I can too. But I wait. Spi- so Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Spider-Man yeah, and his amazing that. friends. How cool was that? That show yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Right. And then, that was awesome. I think the Hulk cartoon was on not too... Was it the they next mar- year? They Might have been. the shows together. Okay. Yeah, I think next season, Space Stars was out, and then Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends and The, the Incredible Hulk was the, gotcha. mar- the Marvel Power Hour or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember having to be in front of the TV at that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Last long. Maybe two seasons tops. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, because because I mean, a lot of that stuff was was they were they were older properties, and they and they and I guess they just kind of had run their course at that point. But uh, yeah, but yeah, Herculoids. But it was were awesome. so cool to see Herculoids again. I mean, oh, wow. totally, yeah. totally. So um, anyway, so getting back to to our boy Wildfire. Oh yeah, and there was like you know Daffy and Speedy and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Um, Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I got George of the Jungle. I didn't get those. I got George of the Jungle on my oh. NBC lineup. So. That ain't right. Huh. And Super Chicken. Super Chicken. Super Chicken. I remember, I remember Super, Super Chicken. Chicken. Whenever, whenever someone talks about Super Chicken, when 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 Jan and I first met, we would watch. Um, Firefly. She had, she'd never seen Firefly, so so we uh, we're watching that one uh, one day, and she's like, you know, Firefly. She's like, I get why they call it that. It really looks like more of a chicken. So that was our reference point for for that show. Was she would co- she would call it Fire Chicken, and um, and so whenever I hear Super Chicken, I always think of her saying about Fire Chicken. So anyway, you knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Brad. So, um, so Drake takes off uh, from uh, from Zira's place, and uh, and he goes looking for Carrie, and he knows where to find her. It's it's their spot, you know, and uh, and he goes there, and the and the dirty slut has gone and uh, started hanging out with another <laughs> guy. There. Judgmental much? <laughs> well, it's like it's like our spot. What she couldn't find another place to take the guy to? No, same place. And you know, he looks actually quite a bit like. Drake used to. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I can tell marks? you an even creepier story, okay? In the gay world, I, w- I went to sushi yesterday. We're sitting at a sushi, sushi restaurant. It's like 28 degrees outside. These two big mo's come walking in. God love them because I love all my people. Absolutely. They're, they're wearing the shortest shorts possible. Oh, right. 28's cold. 28's cold. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like 28. Awesome. 28 in my degrees, okay? And, and they're wearing the same hoodie. They're wearing the same T-shirt, and they actually look alike. And I'm like, why don't you just date a mirror? It would be more convenient. <laughs> and it wouldn't talk back. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Move on. Anyway. Oh, yeah, my. it was creepy. It was E.P. Cray for me, and that's that's saying something. So, <clears throat> so um, anyway, so it turns out that um, – Stalker fire. Yeah, yeah, stalker. Exactly. He's he's like you know. I was I was reading um, Night Girl's file, and <laughs> she had some good ideas. Yeah, boy, she's got she got that stalking thing down. Down. And um, down. he's like Marty McFly's dad in Back to the Future. He's up <laughs> tree spying on her and stuff. <laughs> Get your damn hands off her. <laughs> You're my density. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so he comes out with some with some line, and she's oh, what old poetry book did you steal that line from? And he says says the girl who calls this her spot in the park. Mm. It's where you used to walk with him, isn't it? <gasps> yeah. Yes, Rog. And um, <laughs> I had always assumed it was Raj, like short for Roger, but now it's like Rog. From, I, from, I like that better. Raj from what's happening. I <laughs> know <laughs> I like Rog much better. <laughs> um anyway, so it turns out that yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh he's totally her uh, her rebound from Drake guy, but uh but she she feels exactly the same way about him as she did about Drake. And then they hear um Wildfire getting kind of agitated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so some someone's watching us from up there. Come down here, you and so down he comes, and he says, "Wildfire's the name, newest addition to the Legion of Superheroes." If you watch the telenews, and it turns out she does because she just heard about him. Well, convenient. So Rog says, "Why? Why is? Why was a Legionnaire spying on us?" And he says, "I wasn't actually. I was just looking for the lady with you." Who creepy? Mm. And uh, she says, do you know this guy? She says, no, but I did see him here once, about a year ago, right before my accident. In fact, he kind of blasted my car and killed me. And uh, Put me in the hospital for a year. But hey, <laughs> no big deal. Do you want to say something to me? So she says, I ran away from him like a silly, childish fool. I was very upset that day over Drake's death, and I never gave him a chance to say anything. Was there something you wanted to say to me, Wildfire? And he says, no, nothing. Just that I was sorry I'd scared you so that you got hurt. I know a guy made of pure energy with a mask instead of a face can be kind of frightening. And, um, yeah, and so he takes off. And so he said there was something in Carrie's eyes, something that made him think that she almost suspected the truth of who he was. And he didn't want her to suffer again, knowing that I was alive, but that our love could never be. Dude, mm. she's moved on. Yeah. <laughs> she has you know. so put this behind her. Yeah. Yeah. She's just not that into you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when your girl won't go out with you just because you've been converted into Kirby Crackle, she's just not that into you. Um, 
so he says, all I wanted now was a chance to make up for some of it by being a legionnaire. So we get sort of a nobility to it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and <laughs> so it turns out he went crazy when the girls kissed him because it, it brought up some hidden memories of Carrie and Zira and how he, you know, thinks of the two of them. And, and you know, anyway. He didn't want to release the power prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> the power! <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes so he said you know but but basically there's a lesson in this that's right the lesson is that it's, this is why the legion doesn't just accept one because they've got superpowers there's much more than that to making it as a legionnaire so she says you know do you think we'll ever make it and he says all i can say lamprey is that next time you try out i'll be rooting for you and she sure. says well, yeah we Won't can't ask anyone either and and as it turns out, um, he's, he's got a little gift for them. That's right. Legion flight rings for each of them to encourage them to hang in there. They just hand these things out. Yeah. They, they, they probably are like, you know, if you buy like 50 comics, we'll give you one. <laughs> Hollow comics. <laughs> and, uh, and so he says, wear them in good health. And, uh, and wear them in good health here. Yeah. He's, Y'all yeah. come back now, here, and um, That's so probably almost authentic. Almost. Hey, almost. we used to we used to get uh, Beverly Hillbillies up here. Yeah, <laughs> that's not authentic. Anyway, <laughs> it's not. What no. the what? Um, I know. Are you Shocking, saying they weren't real real hillbillies? Why? Well, I think. Except, I think. Except for Granny. Yeah. I think <laughs> Granny could have totally got herself an egot. Oh, totally. She could have. Totally she could have. <laughs> So, um, and so I love this. He says, don't know why I got all garrulous like that and told my life story. Garrulous? Wildfire it just seems so like out of character. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Come on. Was, was Roy Ta doing the uh, old Jim Shooter trick and looking in his thesaurus? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, probably. The, the only reason to use a word like garrulous is to impress somebody. And if you're not actually saying it, there's no point at all. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So he says, I guess these things just stay bottled up so long. Then you've got to share them with somebody. Like like Drake is bottled up forever. He's the only guy I know in a full body condom all the time. Exactly. So. And he says, and so so he goes walking into the shadows, you know, very symbolic. And uh, he talks about it's the Legion that really counts, though. I may bait Lightning Lad and the others because Lightning Lad is the Legion uh, leader at this time. He says, but without them, I'd have gone crazy a long way back. Even having back all the extra powers uh, I had at first, powers I didn't have when I regained my erg suit, wouldn't have made up for being alone. And But, you know, he says, I, I kinda, I'm kind of glad, I'm sure glad the other Legionnaires didn't hear me shoot them off my mouth, though. How could I go on being the Legion's re- resident gadfly? <laughs> what? Gadfly? If they were all feeling sorry for me. Uh, My, I'm being very garrulous at the moment. What a hoose gal. <laughs> so I don't we... think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> Inconceivable. Um, oh, gadfly. A person who persistently annoys or provokes others with criticism, schemes, ideas, demands, requests, etc. Uh, actually, yes. I think that does mean what yeah. he thinks it means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm aware um, of what it means, but I don't think he'd say it. It does, yeah, exactly. No, no. It, it, he he would say he would say the religion's resident jerk face, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your pie hole, oh, man. So we see Lightning Lad hiding in the shadows, speaking stalkers. of stalkers, yeah. 
And, Night and Girl's manual has gotten all over my Seriously, face. but look at Lightning Lad's face in the next thing. You would think, yeah, totally possessed by someone. You Her know. MySpace page has huge hits. Well, Lightning Lad's about to have a couple of problems, so maybe he's beginning yeah. to feel that, you know? So. That's a good point. It's a good point. So he gets out of the shadows, and of course, he's been listening to the story the whole time. Of course, he says, you know, we've already... Kn- it, it says, not that he and most of the other Legionnaires haven't known most of it for some time, of course. Their research is far more thorough than Wildfire imagines. Dude, have you met Brainiac 5? Hello? Yeah, totally. So he goes goes running after him and says, hey, wait up. And he says, hey, what are you doing lurking around? Your duties as Legion leader not keeping you busy enough? You know, he's got to make the dig. And he says, fair to Midland, uh, loudmouth. I just thought we might as well walk into the clubhouse together. And he says, sure, why not? After all, a guy can always use a little company. it's a a bromance it's so cute absolutely and of course it mentions that next issue paul levitz and pat broderick join the legion and we'll be getting to that one next week and it's a it's a cool story and oh god it's so good i'm sure we'll we'll have some uh horse around in you Mm-hmm. Oh, and and on the next page, uh, of oh. course, we have the ad for the. Um, this was the backup st- story in uh, in Flash at the time. This was around. It started in Flash three hundred six, as it says here, and this was uh, Pasco and Giffen, uh, and this is Giffen and Larry Malstead, who we would later see Malstead. on Legion in not too long. Oh yeah, and. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's just this, this is just some great Giffen artwork. I mean, and that's yeah. that little mini that they that that little series that they did in in Flash was so good. Because it, it didn't think, last very long, did it? No, it didn't because he got put on yeah. uh, on the Legion, and yeah. um, and and they they ended up doing a, a mini series shortly after, and this was the later day latter day Giffen. Um, Right, yeah. right, right. Like so, not the hyper detailed Giffen, but the, uh, the the when he was getting more into the uh, into the Kirisku stuff, and um, but this yeah, this is the best Doctor Fate ever. <sighs> so good, so good. Yeah, it's very and, reminiscent of the uh, the Golden Age stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. exactly. And that's that's the thing. And and it's funny. I was because when we were talking about Doctor Fate a few weeks back, I grabbed out the uh, the archive and read a bit more of that. And uh, and so the early stuff, you know, he still had the full helmet, and it was later on that they changed to the quarter helmet, and yeah. and, uh, and that kind of thing. But uh, but this has like the entire more fun comics uh, run um, in the in the archive. And oh, God, it's so good. You know, some of it's, you know, typical um, Golden Age clunkiness kind of stuff, but most of the stories, it, it, it's it's still really inventive. Um, Who are they by? Oh, God. Hang on a second, actually. I'm going to just grab it because I, I, I can't remember because it's not sort of Wouldn't the... it suck, look, looking at this um, ad for uh, Dr. Fate, wouldn't it suck if this was the answer to loss? <laughs> it's all out of the comic book. <laughs> all right, so let's just check oh, here. We did have that comic. Oh. On the plane. That's right. Oh, That's did right. he? Oh, sweet. Um, it's all related to that Doctor Fate backup back in Flash. <laughs> so all of all of the stories are written by Gardner Fox, Ooh. and the art is by Howard Sherman, um, <clears throat> with very few exceptions. So yeah. basically, yeah, it's um, and there is a lengthy foreword by Roy Thomas. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, yeah, so so yeah, you get so like in the later issues, you get like Stan Ashmeyer, um, John Chester Kozlak, but for the most part, oh, John Chester Kozlak, 
that guy. <laughs> but for One the most the part, it's it's Howard Sherman, like up until basically uh, 1944. Um, and, and so this starts in 1940 and uh, with the menace of Wotan. And, oh, um, Wotan, the classic Dr. Yeah. Fate villain. Yay. And so it was a while before, like, you know, if I look at this, you know, we, we're, we're in a good way before we get it out of that other <laughs> helmet. And the whole thing, the whole thing with that sh- shorter helmet was that it get lessened his power because that was, and it was later retconned to be that he was trying to get out from under um, Naboo. Naboo. Naboo's Naboo. influence. So it actually changed in, in more fun comics, number 72. And uh, yes, Dr. Fate, startling, different. And... Um, like newprint, little yellow, <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> and, nice. and I don't know that he actually mentions why he had changed the. Uh, I think that basically at that point they got to um, making they got to kind of depowering him a bit, and uh, so he became more sort of a, a standard superhero kind of thing. Um, but, well, what time was that when they were doing that, Paul? Yeah, we're talking around forty three. You know, or okay. actually, that would have been probably nineteen forty two. So it looked oh, more like a soldier helmet. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah, it did. And plus, um, he was hanging around with all the other superhero guys, so they wanted to look more like true. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, hang on. So, so I mean, I, I look at this because they actually. I was wondering if it was a seduction of the innocent thing, where they're trying to make him less, you know, less spooky. Yeah, less it's, spooky. It's... Less, less maybe demonic since he was talking to Naboo or something. I don't know. So, Yeah, so they said here, uh, two issues later, a cover on which a her- the hero is attacked using the-, the crew of a swastika emblazoned U-boat shows a slightly yet significantly different Dr. Fate. Um, and now they had changed it to doc- like the abbreviation for Dr. Fate as opposed to fully spelling out Dr. And Dr. Uh, they said visually the change amounts to nothing more than slicing off the bottom of his helmet to expose the lower half of his face. Um, yet seeing this, that jutting jaw and handsome mouth is a reminder that there was a man in that colorful costume. At the same time, fate begins acting more like a normal man. Well, normal superhero anyway, and less like a sorcerer. And, and that's probably a big part of it, like the whole sort of getting away from sort of things that seem like, you know, black magic or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And he talks about his body being partly composed of molecular energy. <laughs> Uh, but Ooh, he's, uh, composed. <laughs> so they said the the reason for the transformation is sadly apparent. Invulnerable heroes tend to get boring. Superman being the exception that proves the rule. And he says around this time the Spectre also lost his omnipotence Ugh. and was soon reduced to playing ghostly straight man to a blundering cop named Percival Pop. Yeah, <laughs> Percival Pop's super cop. Yeah, and he says in a world uh, in a world poised on the brink of total war with Guernica and Nanking and Warsaw and the London Blitz becoming the new watchwords for horror, it was violence, not magic, that would be the wave of the comic book future. More uh-huh. fun. Seventy three's cover caption refers to the two fisted exploits of Doctor Fate. A few issues late earlier, no editor would ever have dreamed of writing that cover copy. Fate was becoming just another superhero, one more face in a becaped crowd. Mm. Yeah, so, there we go. So uh, anyway, so so yeah, I I really enjoyed that, and I, and I got to you know I, as I said, I picked up a, just a huge eBay lot a couple of years ago, um, and uh, actually from from the pre eBay thread, I got I got these from Coete, and mm. um, and uh, you know it was basically the the archive plus all of the sort of post um, 
you know, the Giffen miniseries, all of the, the mini, the post eighties miniseries, um, mm-hmm. and the full run and all that stuff. And love it. Love it. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. It's great stuff. And, uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a fun series. And it's just kind of neat to see that ad at the back of a Legion comic because it would only be what, like three when, issues or so four maybe. Cause they did 284, 285, two or yeah, 284, 285, 286. Did he come on, on, on 287? Or was um, it? I would think he might have been 289. Oh, Broderick did the cover or, for 287. Um, I think he or did the 288. Yeah, I think he did the cover for two. We'll get to that. We'll get Actually, to I bet that. it's 288 because that's that looks kind of like those Doctor Fate backups since it's on a random. Which is the issue where oh, uh, I've actually got them all sitting here. And 285 was definitely Broderick cover. 286 was Broderick. Yeah, and 287 was the Carlax story, and that's Giffen. Oh, okay. I was going to say, isn't 287 the one where uh, Mano and Shady go to the Mystery Planet? Yes. Yeah, and then you get that. to be named later. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, we're we're in for a fun ride, folks. You had a pretty fancy uh, signature there, too. Yeah. Totally. All swirly and whirly like those... uh, Black light posters from the sixties. <laughs> totally, totally. And those uh, roofies kicking in yet? Mm-hmm. Hey now. Oh, the roofie chair. The roofie recliner. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So that's um that brings that's us our right up. Drake. That brings us right up to where uh where we see um it kind of puts in perspective a lot of the Dawnstar stuff too, doesn't it? Yeah. Because is it just me or does Carrie Wong not have a resemblance, although she ties her hair back? I don't know. Well, she Carrie's Asian, isn't she? Her last yeah, name is it's Wong. just it's just not detailed it's very a coincidence. well. Coincidence. Yeah. It's, it's like funny. Ruben and Wong's. Oh. <laughs> oh man, so. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, so I was digging those out today, and uh, and uh, those ones I've got all encased in in mylar, and mylar. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I got to buy my buddy some new bags. The ones he dug them out, because I had to dig them out myself. Yeah, they're in. They've been obviously been in these bags for quite a while, and they're the old. Like they're yeah, sti- mine. sticking together and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I have to change mine out too, but I'm thinking about I'm going to get mine bound. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm. Packaging up the first lot of the Superboy run. Because I, because the way I look at it is, is I'm, ne- I'm never going to sell these. Never going to no. sell them. So yeah. Why so, with the bags and boards, and then they're easier to keep. They'll make great stuff, reference so. then too. Yeah. yeah. That's just it. I mean, it's just, it'd just be nice to like sit here with a big old hardcover Legion stuff, and um, after yeah. I get my metal reinforced shelves. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Remind me to make sure my uh, my. Uh, Home insurance is paid up before I put home, uh, <laughs> or they crash through. It's a good thing about my building; it's all concrete. So, it's it pretty strong. Yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. In mm-hmm. theory, in theory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know what? I think I missed out on another bit of Legion news, and that was that there were some toys announced. Um, oh, sweet. What 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 was the scoop on that? I know there was um like a tier. Yeah, it's because they are slowly. It's these are the DC Direct figures, not DC Direct. The 
DC Universe. DC Universe yep. figures, and they're slowly releasing all of the figures that had been made in Super Friends, and oh. Tier and Tier was one of the Tier was one of them. Yeah, was one. Oh, of really? Them. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. So he was in that the last Superpowers uh, collection. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I saw these the other day. Um, I, well, like I saw some of the because um, there was a Doctor Fate one there as well. Because uh, I, I have the I have the Darwin, <laughs> the Darwin Cook Doctor Fate, um, like the one from uh, New Frontier, mm. yeah. and um, and and they had a bunch of those. I the, the, yeah okay, so it's the DC Universe figures. So that's a different company than than what's doing the DC Direct stuff. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's different scale too. So. Oh okay. Which is yeah. kind of funny. I, I had my uh, DC Direct Legion figures out, and I was I'm rearranging stuff, and I put one next to the new Blue Devil. That came out in the DC uh-huh. Universe line, uh, not not DC Universe. It was DC Direct. Yeah, the Legionnaires from the Silver Age are so much smaller. Oh really? Well, they're the, teenagers. Uh, Fun. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, but even so, it's like <laughs> wow. It's like <laughs> Onel looks like nothing compared to Blue Devil. It's like oh, this is not wow. I have to keep my Legion figures separate from all my other characters now. <laughs> they'll somehow <laughs> seem they'll somehow seem less heroic. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I gotta get me one of those ultra humanites there. In that yeah, thing. the monkey cool ultra humanite. Yeah, and the anthro. Completely I've got the. Is it I've got the. Uh, oh yeah, Commandy. Commandy. Sorry, Commandy. Yeah. I've got the uh, animated, uh, the Batman animated version of uh, Ultra Humanite, which is pretty cool. But, it, but you're, that, you're, uh, you're totally getting the Commandy, aren't you, Scott? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really tell, but is that gold or is that? Okay, I was going to say... They made Iron cool? already, I think. Iron's in the wave before this one. Okay, yeah, I think I've seen... Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, seen Iron. Seen and so then we've got Our Man. It looks like Tomar Ray and Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> or or maybe Tomar, too. Who knows? <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, He's the variant. <laughs> snap. You know, there's going to be some... We're going to get, like, hate mail from all those people with bird beaks. Oh. <laughs> Too soon? Oh, darn. Oh, oh, and let's not forget Zatanna in the fishnets. Yeah. 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 In obsidian and non-egg form. Yay, that's the one I'll get. Yeah. But and not a, not obsidian in the fishnets. Too bad, so sad. Wow. <laughs> yeah. that, that, was, that only happened in an Elseworlds story. That's Stop. the variant. <laughs> Obsidian is the variant. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Paul? Uh... No, no, Paul's, no. Paul's the constant. Paul's the constant. <laughs> I was just trying to trying to quote unquote egg Darrenon into. Not gonna happen. On that note, <laughs> we're and done. Exactly. On that note, yeah. Stick a fork in us. It's uh, it's time. <laughs> comments <laughs> as always. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Before we get to comments, I have one thing for the Lost fans out there. Oh yeah. That, that are that are comic book fans. Just saying, Crisis on Infinite Earths, issue four, page eighteen. That's my hint. Seriously, dude, just tell us. <laughs> God, lazy comic book fans. Look at this. Anyway, um, let me see. Do, do, do. 
This is That's the, where this all is the, the worlds theme. are slowly merging. Slowly merging together, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. And where the old couple sees their young daughter who died in another oh, Earth. that's right. Yeah. Just saying yeah. it might have some losty type implications. And it's also where the Legion see each other across Earth. Yes, that's right. Well. You know, it's funny. There was, uh, there was actually a... Um, Last, I guess maybe it was last week's episode of The Human Target. Um, they had uh, a bit where where uh, they had this one guy in a, in a monastery explaining uh, the the plot of Crisis on Infinite Earths to them, and uh, and, and, and and it was it was funny because they talked about this special was seminar. Psycho pirate. <laughs> well, it, no, it was kind of funny though because they mentioned about this you know special uh, special quote unquote special service that they have at eleven o'clock. And um, and you go in there, and he's talking about about um, about uh, um, crisis to them, and and explaining you know the the flashes resurrect death and resurrection um, in line with some other guy who got uh, killed and resurrected. So <laughs> I just oh. thought it was kind of neat. Oh, so so it was just it was just that kind of funny that, that they uh, <laughs> that that they kind of you know brought that in, and it was just it, you know it was kind of again a nod to the roots of. Um, Mm-hmm. Of the human target character, uh, you know, which is probably, you know, so talking about another Carmen Infantino designed character, because God knows they, uh, they, they, the only real reference to, um, to his, you know, comic book origins is the fact that the dog's name is Carmine. And it's like, wow, yeah. <laughs> that's, I don't know. <laughs> A little rough. Jeez. Well, that's, that's oh. fine because, you know, Indy was named after the dog. So yeah. there you go. Oh, there you have it. There you have it. I, I think that's fine. I, I'm liking the Human Target. I think it's a cute little show. It's fun. I, I hope it lasts. I, I didn't go past it the second episode. Yeah, me neither. The, the, I think the, the, the first one. So I, I, I thought the first one was terrible, but the uh, yeah. the, really? the, the the airplane I didn't one think I thought it was, was that great. bad compared to other things on. I TV. didn't think it was terrible. I just didn't think it was interesting enough for me to bother following it. Yeah, I think I, mean, I fig- yeah, it's yeah. one of those ones where I figure if once it's the season's done. If I hear it, there was some good stuff in it, I'll watch yeah. it. Because yeah. what I'm liking about it so far is that it, you don't really need to follow it. It's, you know, they, they're all, done. yeah, yeah. And I kind of, you know, it's kind of nice yeah, to see, see something I don't like, like that. I don't like one and done anymore in my TV shows. I think that's Me where either. they make a mistake. Not with, not with Lost mm-hmm. and 24 and these other. Yeah, but you don't need everything stuff. to be like that. Like, that's the thing. I, no, I can, I can only, I can only stand it, to follow one or two shows. That's about it. I mean, Lost is pretty much it for me. Yeah, it, it yeah. takes up all my concentration. I, I can't. <laughs> Seriously, I figure if I'm going to be doing it an hour of my time every week, there I want to see something carry over yeah. week to week. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I say I watched Lost and Big Bang Theory just because I don't have to think about that one at all. <laughs> exactly. Well, see, that's why I watch HGTV. It's like eh, <laughs> I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Oh, plus you're a condo owner, so you've got to decorate and all that jazz. I do have to decorate. I've got to make the Batcave look cool. You're such a pretty man. I know. <laughs> All righty. And on <laughs> that note, comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Uh, come on over and join us and in the conversation at the forum at forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We're also on the Twitter. You can follow us as LOSP Podcast. And we're also on Facebook. Just go onto Facebook, search Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Of course, it's going to be us. Seriously. 
who else do you think it's going to be? And uh, you can also head on over to the forum and join in the conversation there. And and what a conversation has been over the last week with with a lot of that uh, that really cool stuff that we talked about earlier with uh, trying to trying to decipher the whole continuity of Monel. And uh, that is of course at Legion of Substitute Podcasters And with that, we make our trip back into the time bubble and uh, make our way back to the 21st century and find our constant and all that kind of stuff as (laughs) as worlds collide and all that. And we will see you next week. Bouncy, bouncy.